Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I'm happy to be on this socialist talk podcast, the most socialist, the best fucking socialist podcast in America, as uh, everyone calls it. Uh, I had a um, <laughs> bit of a bit of an altercation with I, you know, I, I, not to you know knock on union truckers or anything but i there i was biking through my neighborhood on a neighborhood street they're all one-way streets because they're so narrow that once you park cars on both sides of the street you can't have two cars pass each other there's not a room for it right yeah so for that reason they're all one-way streets right and there's speed bumps on them so everyone goes really slow uh and i'm biking and i realize there's a uh like a, a full-size semi truck with a 53 foot trailer trying to go down the street and just like it can't fit right and he's trying to like he would get to the intersection and try to turn and he couldn't turn because it's the intersection so small and i mean like i i biked up to him anyway as he's stuck and everyone else can't go anywhere because he's you know literally like the the truck is the entire (laughs) width of the street um and I'm like, well, what are you, what are you doing? I just shouted at him through his window. I'm like, what are you doing? You, you realize you can't drive that truck on the street. It's too big. And he's like, well, it's too big for all these streets. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's why it's <laughs> fucking illegal, dumbass. Get it the fuck out of here. Like he, he was just like, like it's his first day driving a truck. And like, oh, I got this fucking <laughs> 70 foot long vehicle stuck in a neighborhood. And I can't know what to do now. So yeah, I was it's like. I mean, what, what, how do you? How was do you he not delivering, know? or like, was he trying to get somewhere in his? I have GPS no idea. Like, no, no clue. But you know, I mean, a lot of I, a lot of people just, you know, you're on a, you're on a, you know, you may not have a set route. You may just get a job to take the truck somewhere that you have, and you don't know where you're going. You take a wrong turn, you just navigate, and you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? But that was just, I was just like, like literally he understands why he's not supposed to be there, but doesn't know <laughs> not to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Well, uh, yeah, let's just get into the news of the week. Cause we have a lot of, uh, stuff we want to get to today. Um, but you know, kind of the big thing from the week, uh, that happened right after we recorded, uh, on Saturday was Bernie had his big, uh, return rally. Uh, his first kind of real big public appearance other than the uh, debate. Um, And he had the rally that he, you know, talked about in Brooklyn where AOC uh, endorsed him. And, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen videos from it, really go out of your way to just watch the whole rally because it's incredible. All the speakers were incredible. Like Michael Moore gave a great speech as like a kind of opening act um nina turner gave an an excellent you know speech she actually called that elizabeth warren which you know made censors shit their pants but um naturally yeah of course uh and you know aoc fucking killed it and and you know really uh made the case for bernie uh and really uh, you know i we talked last week a lot about you know what aoc's endorsement means for bernie so we really don't have to go too much into that but um 
it really can't be understated. And, you know, Bernie with his speech, uh, just, you know, absolutely killed it and really brought a new, um, I don't want to say a new speech, but he really, if you watch a lot of Bernie rallies, his speech doesn't change much because he's been talking about the same thing for 40 years because we still don't have the things he's been talking about. Um, so you like, I, I love watching his speeches, but there are times where I'm just like, you, you almost like say, start saying it in your head. Cause you've heard it so many times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like he did bring a lot of new um, pieces to the speech. And it really is great that they're still trying to, you know, tweak the message and, and continue to, to, uh, find things that resonate with the American people. Like there's this great little bit that he uh, really is closing for the speech. I actually have the audio from it. Uh, I just want to play it quick, but, um, and this is actually, I think a, a campaign video. So it's interspliced with music and stuff, but um, it's a great, it's just a great sentiment. And it's, it's just, a, it just, a, uh, it was just, I'll play it and then we'll, we'll chat about sure. it. So, okay. Take a look around you and find someone you don't know. Maybe somebody doesn't look kind of like you. Are you willing to fight for that person as much as you're willing to fight for yourself? If you and millions of others are prepared to do that, not only will we win this election, but together we will transform this country. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's such a simple statement, but it, it, it's such a profound thing and a profound notion for, for a, uh, a politician to put forth. Like, are you, you know, like, it, because I, there's so much of politics that's focused on like, look, you have to appeal to this set of voters, you know, like, yeah, you don't want to piss off this group because you don't want to piss off like, you know, the working class whites by being too, you know, or whatever the fucking conventional wisdom in DC is. It, everyone who consults on politics goes in with the uh, supposition that all voters are inherently selfish and all voters inherently only vote in their own interest. Right. It, it's a very uh, stratified view of yeah. uh, different groups and what their needs are. And Bernie's whole thing is obviously, uh, you know, uniting people. Uh, uh, teaching people about empathy, you know, caring about yeah. uh, whether the kid down the street's doing well in school uh, as much as you care about your own kid, right? Which is the total opposite of what Republicans think. Republicans think that, you know, as long as you got yours, fuck that kid down the street, especially if they look, have a different color skin than you, right? Yeah. So I, I just also love that they, they uh, in the audio, they they included the the echo effect of it, you know, like the 10, 10, 10, 10, 9, <laughs> yeah, 9, yeah. 9, 9, 9, like yeah, that, that just makes them sound more authoritative <laughs> on, on subjects well, when you have the, the, the reverb of the PA speakers on there. I love that. Yeah, and and it was reverberating because this rally was fucking massive. This rally, uh, you know, they had a permit for twenty thousand. They exceeded their permit, I think, before the speakers even started. Uh, they ended up the unofficial total, based on you know the the people that were let in and the overflow that were kind of you know milling around, could not able to get in. Thirty three thousand people campaign updated yeah. the, the number, it, it's and that was the, the largest um, largest rally uh, of of this primary. But mm-hmm. you remember, I mean, Obama had bigger rallies than that. But that wasn't until May of the election year, 
right? So this yeah, is we're yeah, still exactly. we're still way far away from that. So yeah, for the year uh, before the election, this might this might be a record. Like I don't know, somebody yeah. would have to look, but I would imagine this far out from the actual election, this has to be some kind of a record. Well, and and I'm um, sure with with such a historic crowd, you know, all the Sunday morning political shows were, you know, there's nothing else they could talk about, right? Of course, no. It it got it got huge coverage on page 18 of the New York Times uh, in a little <laughs> blurb, you know, uh, about the the race. Uh, Tyt didn't even fucking cover the rally. Like they they covered AOC's endorsement the you know the week earlier, like a few days prior, but. They didn't even do a fucking segment on the rally. This incredible fucking rally no. where, you know, 30,000 plus people showed up to this to this incredible moving speech. It's like it couldn't be more clear that Bernie is the fucking front runner right now and that he's surging and that his campaign is so far from done. It's not even funny. And yet he can't get a fucking mention, even in fucking supposed, you know, lefty media. It, it's like, well, everyone on TYT knows that Bernie is far and away better than Elizabeth Warren. And I don't know why they're playing this game anymore, uh, but it's a dangerous game to gaslight people like that because there's a lot of low information voters on the left or, you know, left leaning who hear that stuff and they go, oh, well, if Warren's just as good as Bernie, then why not vote for a woman? And because they're they don't. They're fucking naive if they think that. Jank is naive if he thinks that. Uh, Emma Viglin tweeted out, oh, oh, Wall Street or the, uh, the establishment is terrified of Warren or uh, and, of Bernie and Warren. And she got just destroyed by people saying like... Because uh, that's all that's, she does now is run no, fucking interference for Warren. Yeah, I, I replied to her. I was like, well, you're half right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and I don't know what the fuck's going on at TYT. And Anna, of all people, like, you know, she's in the past not been great on some of these things as is constantly like, yeah, no, but Warren's not the same as Bernie. Like, Bernie's the only one who's actually going to fight for these things. And Jank is like his whole. But, but you know what? It's not that Jank is trying to gaslight people. He's just a fucking capitalist. Like, he's a capitalist to his bones, like Elizabeth Warren. And she actually probably more closely aligns with Jank. Than Bernie sure. does like when you really look at policies like you know and and the fact that she's really not a, a an existential existential threat to Wall Street or to the banks or to no is it, there's something like industries like thirty there's like thirty different billionaires that have all donated to her like that that yeah Heim Saban is not donating to somebody that's going to dismantle Wall Street just just FYI to people you know? yeah yeah no, um so yeah it, it's it's well I mean they had this this Warren surrogate on there repeatedly without divulging that so they're i mean they the idea that they're the you know the the home of progressive like oh they're just telling it like it is that's their whole thing is constantly branding that like oh we're telling it like it is and no one else has the courage to be so on it's like no you're full of shit you're full of shit and you do nothing but try to pat yourself on your own back about how much better i mean and clearly we call ourselves the greatest socialist podcast in america because it's true but you know we don't interrupt the show to constantly remind you that we Uh, also don't consult our board for our fucking (laughs) messaging before we you know before we go on air right like i'm sure when i don't know if you watched it or not but like a while back jank and uh hassan had like a socialism versus capitalism debate and it got like pretty heated between them and 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 uh hassan kind of brought up i think which he wasn't supposed to the kind of internal power structure and how different tyt is than it used to be and how there's actually a board now 
like a corporate board at TYT. And actually, if right. you dig into it, people, which people have done, uh, they have people on that board who are like super fucking uh, questionable characters, <laughs> like, you know, uh, who who definitely would not like somebody like Bernie. Sanders. I mean, they have a fucking billionaire doing a podcast on their network about, you know, how like I'm the good billionaire and I want to make sure that we don't overdo it because we we're going to go too far and people are going to, you know, revolt and like, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, so, speaking of media blackouts too, uh, the Chicago teachers union, 33,000 teachers have been on strike for the last, uh, seven, eight days. How many times did that get mentioned on TYT this, this last week? Zero, yeah. zero exactly. times because they are anti-union. Jenk is anti-union and will Jenk's not for sure. Anti-union. Yeah. No, if, if TYT, the people that work there was about 50 employees try to unionize, they would all get fired every last one of them yeah and i and i've actually heard like several of their hosts like joke and or you know <laughs> they're doing that thing where you joke but you're not really joking about it and jank's always been like you know like yeah um but but and, and again and this is not about tyt but and for people that listen they're like oh tyt is better than anyone else why are you shitting on them the only reason we're shitting on them is because i don't expect nbc or cbs or cnn or msnbc to ever fucking cover these things. TYT used to cover these things for as bad as they've been about some things. And even in the past, like they used to be better and they used to cover these things. Um, and now they're not even capable of doing that. And, and, and they've why, built why this massive three hour long TV show every day to tell you what to think. Like, Oh, we need, yeah. well, no, there's nobody better. It's like, then turn it off, turn it the fuck off. Go, go, you know, watch democracy now. go, uh, you know, start your own oh, read. Podcast. How about like read and fucking, yeah. you know, like, how do you think we gather the material for this show? Either we watch TY to like, I'll watch it occasionally, but I don't watch it for fucking topics. I'll watch it just because no, I'm I, bored. I watch and it clean to, my house, you know? Right. I, I watch it. So I know what bullshit they're shoveling out there as legitimate, right? Like part of, you know, being a media watchdog is you do have to watch some things you don't like. Uh, but, you know, I'm like doing 18 other things while I have it on in the background. You know, I'm not like sitting there like looking at them on the fucking monitor. It's also the, the most tolerable of of bad news media for us to be kind of watchdogs of. Because if I had to watch CNN or MSNBC for more than a, a 15 minutes, I'd blow my fucking brains out. Like that's, you know, <laughs> it's miserable. It, if you ever actually like get stuck at your like your grandparents' house and they have like Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, it, it's just... It's just I cannot believe that people watch this like for pleasure. I, I genuinely don't understand how people watch these networks for pleasure at all. I don't know. Well, but, I mean, you know, you're stuck at the airport. What else do you have? Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be like a, like 25 percent of their demo is like oh, I get, stuck I get a at the airport quick story um, about yeah. about being stuck at the airport and having uh, breaking news happen. And I, I don't know if I've told the story in the show before or not. But um, what was what was the name of that Montana congressman uh, that got busted um, for trying to uh, pay for gay sex in the men's bathroom at the Minneapolis. Oh God. Um, oh. <sighs> Not Dennis Hastert. That was the pedophile guy. Um, anyway, everyone knows about yeah, yeah. that story, right? Like uh, he yeah. was, was trying to like, you know, some glory hole thing in the bathroom at the Minneapolis St. Paul airport, which is a huge airport. And the, the crazy part of when that story broke Larry on, Craig. C- on CNN, I was in this Minneapolis St. Paul airport and everyone looked at each other and then started looking around for where the nearest bathroom was like, <laughs> it was that one. <laughs> and the, even crazier, like it, it became uh, like this legendary gay meetup spot because of that. 
And people would go there and would like go up to airline employees and ask which bathroom it was because they wanted to go have gay sex in the in the actual bathroom as like a like sort of like a tribute slash fuck you to to you know closeted gay Republicans who are yeah yeah which I'm sure take, the airline yeah. employees left. Oh yeah, I just imagine you cut like it's that one. It's down that way. It's at 500 <laughs> feet. Take a right at the fucking J terminal. It's Please just, don't make a mess. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no it was just such the like a surreal moment to be like of all the places to be where that story broke to be literally in the airport where it happened and we were all just looking around like you're fucking That's so kidding, funny right? <laughs> it's larry craig by the way I, I looked it up while we were while you were telling that story larry craig was the yeah. congressman he's actually a congressman from I- idaho but yeah it was in that minnesota oh uh, was it yeah airport yeah uh, <laughs> god what a world fucking horrible unbelievable um so I don't even remember what we're talking about. Uh, TYT. Oh yeah. But so it, <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, um, th- that was an incredible show of strength. And I, and I think that was the intention was like, you know what? We're coming back from this health scare. Everyone in the media is writing him off. Everyone's saying, you know, his campaign's over. Like it, it's just preposterous. The coverage that got for the, the week after his heart attack on cable news. And there there was nothing that he could have done better than what he ended up doing, which was hold this massive rally, show how many thousands and thousands of people, can, uh, you know, could come out to support him on any given day. Uh, and, you know, AOC, to her credit, showed a lot of courage in endorsing him this early. Like, I'm sure she took a lot of shit from that. Uh, from, you know, oh, people in on the Hill. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, she is people kept saying like, well, why doesn't she endorse right away? And it's like, because that's strategically, that's not how you do it. You know, you want to do it as close to the primary as possible. So it has the most impact. Um, but yeah, I mean, she said that she hadn't planned to do it for a couple months, you know, and then she She's saw this right like, before the voting started. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, you know, as we mentioned, she called him while he was in the hospital bed, you know, and I'm yeah. sure that was, that was probably a big deal to, you know, obviously him, him, his whole staff. But, uh, the other, the other thing that she revealed was that, uh, she actually told Elizabeth Warren that she wasn't endorsing her before she called Bernie so that she wouldn't, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's kind of respectful to like, you know, no, it was, I I just would have loved to have heard Warren's reaction to that. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, um, (laughs) chicken lady, just, just, just malfunctioning her fucking, you know, head. Do you remember the, the chicken lady from kids in the hall? No. Oh yeah. Just go watch uh, anyone listening to this. Go, on YouTube and just type in kids in the hall, chicken lady. It's one of the most hilarious um, characters they had, most absurd characters. And you will not be able to not think of that character. Every time you hear Liz Warren talk from now on, (laughs) you say, gosh, well, you know, I just, um, but so, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I know that. So uh, yeah, she endorsed him. It was tremendous. Uh, He actually has gotten a huge bump in the polls, like uh, in some of the, in at least some of the polls. I mean, you know, polling methodologies all over the fucking map. But in the most recent Emerson poll, which has been a fairly accurate poll, it's a DNC approved poll. um, Joe Biden came in at 27%. Bernie Sanders, 25%. Elizabeth Warren, I think, fell down to 22%. um, Which is incredible, considering this is post heart attack, post everything you know i mean obviously biden's continues his his fucking you know sink to the bottom uh but bernie i think you know given his great debate performance and this rally uh is riding a wave of momentum right now and obviously we know if he's polling at 25 two points behind biden 
in a fucking poll that was conducted, you know, via cell phones and landlines, Bernie's fucking winning because that's not oh, actually you, you look at the Yeah, I, you look at like the metadata of these polls and it's like, how many people did you poll between the age of, uh, you know, 45 and 65? Well, we polled about 400 people. How many people did you poll between the ages of 25 and 45? We only polled 37 people. So it's just, it's complete bullshit how they're doing these polls, right? I, I, I worked in a survey research lab and that would never, I mean, that's, that's just, you wouldn't consider that to be remotely reliable data, you know? And if you were doing that on behalf of a client that wanted accurate data, they would never hire you again, right? So it's just, you, you know, we're burning polls amongst uh, young people. I don't know how they're exactly measuring that, but I would imagine, you know, 18 to say 35 would be, that's typically the cross tab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 45% burning. Uh, and then everyone else is like 12% or lower. Right. So just, he's clearly the front runner. Right. And we know there's more young voters than old voters now. Right. And we, and more young voters voted in the midterms than old voters for the first time. in and I I don't know if history, but in, in decades since, since, World War Two, probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it, it's just it's, you know, again, they constantly boomers complain, well, why won't young people turn out to vote? And then it's like, well, then they do. And you get pissed off because they vote for someone who's actually going to represent them. Right. So wh- yeah. what the fuck do you want young people to vote for if you don't want them to vote in their own best interest? Like, what the fuck do you even care about politics for? Yeah, no, they're not serious people. People that complain about shit like that. But Oh, it's gerrymandering. Um, no, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's disenfranchisement because you fuck yeah. the young people over. Yeah, because you don't give them, again, you, they don't give people anything to vote for. And the reason that Republicans and Democrats are allowed to gerrymander and allowed to rig the fucking system to make it harder to vote is because people get voted into office who fucking suck because people don't show up to vote in the first place because you don't give them anything to vote for. If you gave them something to vote for, you wouldn't be able to get these fucking corrupt Republicans and corrupt Democrats in there to gerrymander these districts and to, you know, remove voting rights and to fucking pack the Supreme Court with right wing zealots like that would never happen if you actually would just give people something to vote for. So that's the fucking original sin of Washington and and you know it it but it's really it's not the bug it's the feature that's what the the they give you shitty candidates so that then they can complain that you don't vote and thereby use that to continue to shove shitty candidates down your throat all while taking you know millions of dollars in fucking oh, campaign yeah exactly and if you watch all the interviews that Bernie and AOC did uh with CBS it, this was just like right after the rally they did a bunch of outdoor you know, sit down on a chair interview, uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, they, all the reporters are like, so if you're not the nominee, are you still going to support who who the nominee is? And they're like, yeah, of course. So even if that is, uh, you know, Joe Biden, you still going to support them? And they're like, yes. You know, and and like, but the, the, the reason they're asking that isn't because they don't know the answer. The reason they're asking is to reinforce with the viewer that Bernie's not going to be the nominee. It, it's yeah, this, this exactly. little manipulation to kind of plant that seed of doubt that, oh, well, you know, he's raising the most money. He's the doing the best in the polls. He's had the most amount of donors. But, yeah, you know, he's just not electable. It's it's that thing. It's that thing where like, they, think know, they, they they're trained not to want the best possible thing for some reason. 
Well, and you know who's never been asked that question is Joe Biden. I've never heard Joe Biden ask that question, and it's so clear that he's not going to be the fucking nominee, yet it's never asked of Joe Biden. Hey, Joe Biden, are you going to support Bernie Sanders if he wins the nomination, or even fucking Elizabeth Warren? Are you going to support Elizabeth Warren if she wins the nomination? Because he claims that these two are lunatics and that they have no, you know, or he talks about Bernie like he's like he's crazy and he's not going to be able to pay for these proposals. Uh, well, are you going to support him if you're, if he's the nominee? I'd, I'd be so curious to hear his fucking answer. Like, because if he says yes, then, oh, great. So then, you know, you're just a bullshitter and you actually, you know, know that these policies work. And if he says no, oh, so then why are you so disloyal to the Democrats? What are you trying to fucking uh, swing the, what are you, a Russian? Like, what are you trying to swing the elections for the, no, for the you, Russians? You, I'm sure you saw that uh, New York Times article about how the establishment Democrats are scrambling to find an alternative to Joe Biden. Oh, good God, uh, that fucking and, article. And, the, and of course, Liz Warren is on the, the picture on the front. Uh, and I think they, they didn't even mention Bernie Sanders in it trying to make it seem as the, and, and fucking predictably jank on TYT MS, you know, MSN TYT now yeah. uh, said, Oh, well, this is all because they're terrified to lose Warren. You know, Bernie's he's only in fourth place in Iowa now. And he was again, citing a poll that uh, sampled people over the age of 45 uh, by two thirds and people under the age of 45 only love one third. Right. So he knows that he knows that polls bullshit. So he's now saying that you know it's it's bernie struggling uh when he knows that's not fucking true and he's saying that oh the establishment's freaking out because warren is so tough and she's gonna take out you know fuck that that's not true stop letting that guy gaslight you yeah seriously if you watch that show just like don't anymore (laughs) but i mean do what you want but like just know that he's a fucking bullshitter and that it's it's starting to become really obvious um yeah and if you donate to them stop don't give them more money. Yeah, don't give them money. Just watch it. If you want to watch them, watch them on YouTube. Yeah, no, go to patreon.com slash move left. Um, but no, but uh, and polls right now are fucking total bullshit. These, if you really look at the methodology of uh, most of these polls, I saw a poll today, literally, that was like, you know, this, this poll aggregator site. I can't believe they published this poll. This is an embarrassment. It, a poll in Wyoming, Elizabeth Warren, 82%. Pete Buttigieg, 14%. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, 0%. I really thought it was a joke poll, and I looked at it. You know how big the sampling was? Uh, 14 people. 14 people they published this fucking poll. What state was that again? Wyoming. I know, and I know Wyoming has like 15 people in it, but still. Yeah, that was was the vast majority of the people uh, in that (laughs) state. But can you imagine fucking publishing a poll, putting your name? I don't even remember what what polling institute put it out, but imagine putting your name on a fucking poll with somebody polling at 82%, where 14 people were fucking polled. Well, at least they put Bernie on the poll. There was this this poll in Florida from an actual. uh, university survey research lab that conducted this that just left Bernie off. It, it was head to heads with with you know uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren and Donald Trump, Pete Buttigieg and Donald Trump, Kamala Harris two percent and Donald Trump, uh, right. and Bernie Sanders wasn't part of the poll. So that's I mean that's insane to me because that's basically push polling where you're oh, telling absolutely, people yeah. the answer you want. And for a university research lab to, to like, they're not supposed to do push polls. They're supposed to do things that are like ethical, right? And you, <laughs> there was there was somebody who actually uh, works in the survey research lab who makes the calls, who tweeted out uh, that um, 
when when they talked to uh, the person, the director of the research lab, and said, "Well, why isn't his name on there?" Or you know, Bernie's one of the front runners, and the, the this director, their answer was, "Well, not for long." Like what? <laughs> Unbelievable! Un- if, if, unfucking real. Like, yeah, if I had real. if I had said something like that where I had worked, like saying something that reflected that much bias, I would have been fired at the time. Yeah, like that's just as, as you, you should have been. You're like, that. yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that would be unbelievable. You, you would be, um, you know, terminated for deliberate bias. You know, which would alter the data, which the you know the client would not want. <laughs> the client who wants real data doesn't do things like that. Yeah, of course. And that and that's that's that kind of poll is commissioned and done for one reason only, which is so that the Hill or CNN can write an article that say Biden and Warren lead Trump in potential uh, 2020 head to head matchups. Oh, yeah. And then, then there's the they article. don't have to mention a fucking article that said uh, that uh, Trump is leading Warren and Biden in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know who Trump wasn't leading in Iowa? Bernie fucking Sanders. The only one who he wasn't leading in Iowa was Bernie Sanders. Yeah. The only you one know, doesn't, doesn't warrant a bench. The only one who's out fundraising Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders. Of course, they don't mention that ever. Like, like so, you seriously cover that poll and the headline isn't Bernie Sanders only candidate beating Trump in Iowa currently. Like, how is that not the fucking headline? It's unbelievable. The fucking bias. Bernie's the only one they actually are afraid of. God. Yeah, sick of saying it. <laughs> oh, good God. All right. Well, so from that rally, though, you know, AOC and Bernie did a lot of side by side interviews, which I love, you know, just in general. Bird, when, oh, when Bernie gets my to favorite. Do when they're and, together, uh, just it's such a wonderful duet, you know, like they just completely yeah. they make each other better. As great as they both are, they make each other better. Um, yeah. Hopefully he gets he does a, a rally with Ilhan and he gets to do a couple of those too. Oh, that'll be absolutely, fun. absolutely. Uh, uh, she so actually was, was, yeah. Oh, you were gonna. I was gonna mention the. Um, we had that. We have a real brief clip we were gonna do uh, from one of their their interviews. Yeah, there. So they were asking ASA, I guess, if she was gonna be in his uh, administration, and this was this was uh, what happened. <laughs> would you work in a Sanders administration, a Sanders White House? Yes, you would. <laughs> So that's yeah, good old sexist Bernie speaking on behalf of women. But uh, no, I mean he 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 clearly is. They're enamored with each other, you know, and and it's just like ah, oh, just love to see it. Yeah, and I actually almost don't know if I'd want her to serve in his administration because I actually think she might be, be depending on the, with the post because she is probably better utilized in Congress. Like well, I'd rather see her I mean, the fucking Speaker of the House, like honestly, but. Sure, um, but she can run for Congress over and over as many times as she wants. Yeah. If, she's, if yeah. she spent four to eight years working for Bernie, that's like, you know, that would be but her like, dream it, it, job. Yeah, I just wonder how visible, I, I guess it really depends on the post. Like if it's a really significant cabinet position, then then I'm okay with it. But if it's like HUD director, which is not that to say the HUD director is an insane there are a lot of people that could be the HUD director for Bernie Sanders that would do a great job that don't need that we wouldn't need sure. to. I mean, take a soldier off the battlefield. Mike Pompeo you know? was a congressman for only seven years before he was appointed head of the CIA. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, well. right. <laughs> so that's how much experience he had, and then he was only head of the CIA for one year before becoming the uh, the the highest cabinet level position of of Secretary of State. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like you have to be in. Congress no, I, I think she, she certainly she certainly could do it. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I would, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, it, 
we should do eventually like a kind of a like a a, a mock draft of like Bernie's cabinet, like who who we would put in Bernie's cabinet. Yeah. Uh, one day, you know, we'll, we'll we'll prepare that as a segment, maybe on one episode. Yeah, uh, obviously, Cor- like Cornell West, obviously Supreme Court justice. Like, man, I think that goes without. Does saying. he go to law school? Does he have a legal background? Oh, I don't yeah, know much yeah, about, yeah. about Cornell I'm, West. I'm, his I'm, personal I'm, life. I, just, I know his politics. I just don't know much about him personally. I'm 98% sure he is a uh, lawyer, but I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but in any event. Um, yeah. AOC, we were talking last week about like the number of people that go to law school just to get into politics. And it's like AOC is, you know, the the fact that she didn't go to a law school is like a, like a thing that people don't trust her about. Like it's some, I didn't go to law school and you're not rich. Whoa. <laughs> you, have, you have ethics and morals. What's wrong with you? Uh, oh no, he, he is a philosopher. Uh, he, he is a, uh, he is a philosophy uh, major, African-American studies major. Uh, he's a PhD from Princeton and he went to Harvard he studied ethics, but you know what? I actually don't know that you need to be a lawyer. It, this sounds psychotic, but I actually don't know that you need to have a law background to be a Supreme Court justice. It's uh, probably true. Because I, I remember actually this coming up when they were talking about potential Trump picks, and then he was picking some like fucking lobbyist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 so like, uh, I, I think it. You actually don't need to be a lawyer, but. So, okay, here I just Googled it while we were talking. The Constitution does not specify qualifications for justices such as age, education, profession, or natural-born citizenship. A justice does not have to be a lawyer or a law school graduate. <laughs> That's Unbelievable. Seems so much baffling to me that yeah, you yeah. have to <laughs> go through this rigorous process of this huge standard to become a lawyer but you know, it, fucking dog catcher, it, dog catcher, Supreme Court. There you go. Have <laughs> at it. Like literally the most important lawmaking job in the entire country and maybe the entire world. No, nah, yeah, whatever. Just pull any asshole off the streets. So, so it's only a matter of time before we get a Goldman Sachs lobbyist sitting on the Supreme Court, guys. You know, <laughs> under under a Democratic or Republican administration, depending on uh, who the candidate is. So, um. But yeah, so that rally was tremendous, uh, you know, really Bernie showing, giving a strong showing. Uh, and yeah, I, I, you know, we're off to the races. Like we're, we're, we're starting to come into the home stretch before the primaries, first primaries in fucking, uh, I remember like three months. So, you know, not as far as far off as it seems. So I think we're, uh, going to see some movement, hopefully some of these fucking, you know these so five between now and then yeah uh, so what do you what do you what do you what's your wager as of right now as to whether hillary is going to jump into this thing oh god yeah so that's that's the real so that new york times article you mentioned uh which is just unbelievable uh article about you know billionaire donors shitting their pants over the potential of a bernie sanders presidency um and it talked about like every fucking asshole you can imagine coming out of the like they talked about John Kerry is considered. I mean, can you think what was Michael Dukakis fucking busy? Like you couldn't find a more inapt former Democratic presidential candidate than they're John desperate. Kerry to fucking they're, trot out. They are fucking desperate, and they're just like, who who can we find that's more popular than than Bernie Sanders? Oh, John Kerry. Like, oh, clearly he's like what. 
Who, who, is Walter Mondale still kicking? Like, is he alive? I don't know. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you seriously? Like, it, it's just unbelievable. The they fucking... wish they could run Mitt, Mitt Romney. Honestly, you know how many Democrats oh, they wish that they totally Mitt Romney would switch would. parties. They would love that. They would love that fucker. Yeah, no, they absolutely would. Um, oh my god, did you see fucking Alyssa Milano today was asking Ted Cruz to be the Republican savior to step up to stand up to Donald Trump? Oh Ted Cruz, what Ted fucking fuck? Cruz. Zodiac killer, uh, you know. I, 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 I on 9/11. Whenever I see a tweet of Alyssa Milano's that I agree with, it makes me ill. It makes me just like I because then I you like think of all of those types of tweets. It's like, oh god. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we were talking about AOC, and uh, she had she had quite the week this week because on top of endorsing Bernie and speaking at that rally, they had um, hearings on Capitol Hill. Uh, where they actually got to grill Mark Zuckerberg to his face about all the bullshit that, you know, Facebook oh, has been it was doing. So good. It was and, so good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, needless to say, one of the worst companies in the world, they do fucking heinous shit all the time. Uh, they're basically a fucking ad revenue company that sells all our data that we willingly give them. Um, you know, and that's the only reason that company exists anymore. Um, but so she was, one of the people that got to question him and she fucking I, I it's amazing that she didn't go to law school because she took him apart in, in in the five minutes that she got i have a couple clips uh from from his testimony and her questioning and yes yeah, so I'll, I'll play that now and we'll we'll, we'll chat about it because it's it's sure. pretty epic could i run ads targeting republicans in primaries saying that they voted for the green new deal Sorry, I, I, uh, would I be able to run advertisements on Facebook targeting Republicans in primary saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? I mean, if you're not fact-checking political advertisements, I'm just trying to understand the, the bounds here. What's fair game? I, uh, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I think So you probably. don't know if I'll be able to do that? I think um, Do you see a potential problem here with a complete lack of fact-checking on political advertisements? Well, Congresswoman... I think lying is bad, and I think if you were to run an ad that had a lie, that would be bad. That's different from it being, uh, from it, from, for in our position, the right thing to do to prevent uh, your constituents or people in an election from seeing that you had lied. Um, so we can, so you won't take down lies, or you will take down lies. I think it's just a pretty simple <laughs> yes or no. Congresswoman, uh, in I'm not talking about spin. I'm talking about actual. No, Yes, in most cases, in a democracy, okay. I believe that people should be able to see for themselves what politicians that they may or may not vote for. So are you won't take judge them their down. Character for themselves. So you won't take. You may flag that it's wrong, but you won't take it down. Uh, Congresswoman, it's uh, it, it depends on the context that it shows up. Organic post ads. Right. The, the treatment is a little. One different. question. One more. Qu so <laughs> I love how often she interrupts him where she's just like, no, nah, I don't need your bullshit answer. You're not yeah, answering the no, question. You're so fully. And, and you just, it, it, you should watch the video of this too. Cause his fucking, his just Android fucking, you know, circuitry is, is, oh. is malfunctioning. Like he's it, the, the fucking lizard faces he makes while she's like questioning him. And he's just so flabbergasted because he never fucking has to answer for his crimes, frankly, in public. Uh, and you know, it, it's just, uh, it was amazing to see. I, I really enjoyed that. It was, it was well, great. and you can, I mean, she has contempt for him as we all oh, should you can tell. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. 
positive that she is well aware of the fact that Mark Zuckerberg invented Facebook as a way to rate women that wouldn't date him in college. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lecherous fucking, you know, app that literally existed where a picture would pop up on the screen and you would vote like hot or not. Now's the entirety of what uh, face mash, which is what it originally called was for. And he's a fucking bullshitter. You know, uh, institutionalizing online harassment. That's that's what he did to get rich, yeah. basically. Yeah, he, he's a fucking, you know, another one of these Ivy League fucking sociopaths. And he <laughs> I had the balls a couple of weeks ago to when he was talking about the inception of Facebook to talk about how Facebook was founded around the, at the principles of free speech and how, you know, in the wake of the Iraq war, when the media wasn't covering uh you know uh wasn't covering the news properly facebook was a community for people that's not what it was fucking for you're such a fucking bull it's unbelievable the (laughs) level of bullshit when we have it's public record you know what this website existed for previously but whatever um side note uh sometime check out uh i mean if you've seen the the david fincher film uh the social network about uh, what a sociopath uh, Mark Zuckerberg yeah, is. Very, very largely it, accurate. It, it's amazing. But it's, see if you can find him making a video to see all the ways that CGI was used in that film that you would never have fucking noticed. You would have like no idea that that was like all these shots were CGI. Uh, one of the obvious ones is, is uh, the twins in that movie uh, were not twins. It was played by the, you know, Army basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then just like some of the, some of the rowing scenes, were completely CGI, which seems like oh, that's wow. not a thing you'd have to, but you'll, you'll just go and watch it. And it's, there's, there's a few, um, YouTube videos about all the ways that David Fincher has used CGI in ways that you didn't notice. Uh, they do that the, in the, the movies, the film later. Zodiac, Weird. almost every, uh, every outdoor exterior shot in Zodiac, uh, there are, uh, uh, CGI elements because David Fincher mm-hmm. is obsessive and wanted to make everything in San Francisco look, uh, the way it really did in the late sixties. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street's like that too. A lot of the, uh, especially the exterior shots in Wolf of Wall Street are totally composite shots mm-hmm. of like not you know, but but I, it makes sense. It's it's hard to film in the middle of you know a bunch of fucking mansions. It's hard. To, it's probably way more expensive to do that than to just rent out a fucking dock and you know superimpose all that shit. But um, no, absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's what I love is, is we like the CGI is now good enough that you can watch any TV show and see the quality yeah. CGI. I mean, it's just it's it's so great to to experience that as a film lover because you know what was it you know, like fifteen years ago CGI was just totally cringe. It was the Phantom Menace? It was fucking Jar Jar Binks and the Phantom Menace, oh, you know? yeah. or or like the original X Men <laughs> movies in like nineteen nineteen eighty nine or yeah, some or, of that shit was nineteen ninety eight. Sorry, Wolverine's really claws always look great, but like other than that, everything was real fucking yeah. real dicey. Um, but yeah, so, so Zuckerberg, um, yeah, I was going to say, just wrap that up. Speaking of things that, uh, look like bad CGI, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's haircut (laughs) and eyes, like he just, he looks more robotic as time goes on. I swear. Yeah. And there was that article you, you, you mentioned, I I saw too this week where, where it talked about how, um, he, uh, idolizes Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar, one of the Caesars. Um, and he, he would, uh, style his hair he 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 has like the caesar cut and like it, 
that's not the fucking person you should be emulating if you're, no, you know, no, no, no. Well, somebody another, in another, power. Another is not my tweet. Somebody else uh, observed. They, it's one of these things where you agree with it and you're just like, I would should have thought that first. But they said he doesn't actually cut his hair. He just retracts it into his scalp. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a living being i like that um i have actually one more clip from that that testimony it's a, it's a also like it's a bit of a comedic clip but uh it, yeah. it's just yeah i'll play yeah, it I, I, congresswoman sure we actually don't appoint the independent fact checkers they go through an independent organization called the independent fact checking network that has a rigorous standard for who they allow to uh to serve as a fact checker so you would say that white supremacist-tied uh, publications meet a rigorous standard for fact-checking? <laughs> so what you can't see in that is it's a dual shot of her and him, and she's kind of looking sort of towards the it's like slightly off camera and he's looking way off camera. And right when she asks that he turns and looks dead into the camera. <laughs> so that's what makes the fucking <laughs> curb your enthusiasm music even better is that he just like, you know, breaks the fourth wall, so to speak. I think that's the always, it's always sunny music. I'm not sure. I, 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 somebody will correct us on this. One of us is no. right, but I'm pretty sure no. that's it. It's the curb your enthusiasm music? theme. And that's the music okay. that everyone uses when somebody has a, I totally fucked up moment. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So she fucking walked him right into that shit though, too. Like she really fucking walked him into that. She knew that that would be, be his answer. Um, but well, yeah, they, they use fucking the daily caller is like one of their fact checking. It, it's unbelievable. The fucking level of, of bullshitting that, that Mark Zuckerberg and goes into Congress and does. completely unaccountable. He's like, well, I have no control over it. It's just this, this independent group that independs, appoints these independent people. And it's just like, they're the fact-checking organization. They have a, they have an right. official sounding name and everything. Like, well, of course yeah, they're above. I, I, did you hear me say approach. the name independent? Because that, yeah. I mean, we just, we have no control over it. So I, I you know, and then again, mm. like mm. his, his answer to every question was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck Mark Zuckerberg uh, or Mark Fuckerberg, as, as people have taken to calling him. Um, so a uh, couple uh, just just a pair of uh, Russiagate stories to close out the, the show, because, you know, of course, we're never escaping Russiagate uh, as long as we live. Uh, 2016 will haunt us to our fucking graves. But uh, so Joe Biden uh decided to uh fundraise by by continuing to stoke uh russophobia uh and this ad and i'll, I'll play the audio and we'll, we'll chat about it and this by the way this is an official joe biden campaign you know social media ad so just high production that, value i'm sure keep that in mind when you when you when you listen to this audio folks you hear the news once again putin and the russians are trying to engage in our election and decide who the president's going to be and this time I'm the object of their attention because Putin knows if I this is the best the take United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president. But to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Mr. Putin, the American people decide their elections, not you. Chip in a dollar. Five dollars, ten dollars. 
Wait, so that, was he saying that, that, that he the, wanted Vladimir Putin to donate to his campaign? Because I'm pretty sure that's illegal, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so a couple of things. Number one, he flubs almost immediately in the first sentence. Like that was the best take they could get out of him. He can't even complete a single sentence no. uh, without flubbing it. Number two, uh, that sounded like one of those horrible fucking like D triple C emails they send you where they're like, you know, oh, please chip in, you know, rush donation to help us fight off rush. Like it was that was literally written like a generic Democrat, like form letter, you know, donation email that you that we fucking get. Um, and what, yeah, what was with the sound quality? Why did it sound like he was recording inside of a closet? It sounded like it was being recorded like through Joe Biden's asshole. Like that was the most the, <laughs> the, the, the worst fucking audio. So this is this is this campaign is so fucking 1990s. It's unbelievable. They couldn't put a fucking lavalier. What, what you could buy a lavalier mic on it. If you watch the video, he's, look at the he's back. in it this. Like he's he's fucking yeah, he looks like he's in like a loft. <laughs> he's like the, I saw it. Like personal injury lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, yeah. The fucking Trantolo and Trantolo law firm. Like it seriously is what it looked like when you, when you fucking, you know, is that a real it? local, uh, scumbag law firm where you live? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, every, everyone's got one, you know, <laughs> say, say the name one more time. I want to hear the, the Trantolo the, and Trantolo. Hey, Trantolo and Trantolo. You got an injury. You got a spinal problem. Take care of him for you. Don't worry about it. Hey, I think I hear the um, ambulance. See you later. <laughs> um but but he's just he just always looks like he's been like surprised like when when he records one of these videos like they're just like hey joe turn around quick record this video Uh, oh uh well uh uh, vladimir putin is uh is bad like fucking this campaign is so hapless it's unbelievable it it, i almost would think it was a joke to see how uh, how many points of a lead you could blow? Like if I didn't know that they actually were trying to win. This the thing. older he gets, the more Joe Biden reminds me of George W. Bush. You know, or yeah. or, 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 or like the the Will Ferrell impersonation. <laughs> oh, oh, hello there, America. I didn't see you there. You caught me mending my fences. <laughs> <laughs> I love to when it, he does that in the. Um, you ever see like the the Broadway one man show that he did? No, but I know you're going to bring that up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, he, 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 when he's does that, he's like mending the fence. He literally has a saw and he's just like rubbing the top and the bottom of the saw, like flipping it up and down on the fence. Like, not even cutting. <laughs> like, he doesn't really know how to use it. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. The one, the, the video, um, cause he did it on SNL a ton of times. So there's like a, some mm-hmm. like, a uh like get out the vote charity or something like that he did a, he cut a commercial for where he was like actually literally mending a fence and then like the horse starts walking towards him and he's like you know famously terrified of horses so he's he's like you know the horse comes right up to him he's like oh my god it's gonna bite me. <laughs> sir it's, it's just a horse it's fine I sure it just it looks like a fucking cougar or something no will Farrell's awesome and he was one of the uh, producers of vice so he's actually uh, a secret yes. lefty, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, like um, an actual, actual, lefty, like an actual lefty, not like a Hollywood lefty. Lib- you know, not a Hollywood liberal, like an actual. Wasn't Brad Pitt one of the producers on that too? He was, and he's I can't, yeah. He produced something else that was re- oh Moonlight. Like Brad, Brad Pitt's now. Brad Pitt's yeah. also like a, a legit dude, but um. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> No, Cranston. Cranston's definitely the closet commie of. of, of He's pretty out of the closet. <laughs> I mean, I, I just remember like the the scene in Trumbo where uh, you know his daughter's riding a horse and he's uh-huh. walking alongside, and 
he explains, you know, the idea of, of uh, communism to her, social equity as being communism. He's like, uh-huh. oh, you might be a communist too. And the girl's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You, you, yeah. You can't give that kind of performance if you're like, ugh, communism, socialism. Yeah. Ugh. Like, well, yeah. And I know but, that, um, that Louis C.K. is canceled, but, you know, he does have a good cameo in that um, movie. Uh, and just the, I forgot the, about that. Who was even playing that movie? He's his, seen that his, movie. his communist no. buddy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the, was it the, the um, God, I might be mixing up two movies, but isn't that the scene where they, they confront uh, uh, the, the guy playing John Wayne is like the hyper patriotic fucking asshole in that movie? Do you remember that part? Yeah. Well, I know that that happened in real life. I, I, I don't, I, we need to watch that movie for the movie cast. Cause I haven't seen that yeah. since it came out, but uh, I can't, I just remember I loving it. I feel like I might be, maybe I'm mixing that up with that, um, <laughs> that hail Caesar movie that uh, George Clooney did where oh, he was yeah, yeah. in all the commies. I don't know. I, maybe I'm the only, I'm, the only uh, scene I remember from Trumbo is him like writing constantly in his bathtub. And I feel like that probably happened like 15 times in that movie. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Anyway, but yeah, yeah, we so, should review that sometime. So anyone yeah, who's no, listening sure. to this for this doesn't know that we also do uh, movie reviews from a socialist perspective. Check out our SoundCloud page. Scroll down. You can see anytime yeah. it's not a red logo. It's the little uh, sort of red and black movie theater logo. That's uh, where we review stuff. We just did um, El Camino, Breaking Bad movie. I uh, also just did Moonlight recently. So it's sort of either... Yeah, and by the time you're listening to this, we will have recorded uh, a review of the first episode of Watchmen. Yeah, which really fucking really fucking good. Yeah, (laughs) jinx. Um, But yeah, wrap this up so we can go do the Watchmen review because that's the one I'm really fucking (laughs) stoked for. Well, okay, so yeah, me too. But so the one uh, other quick story I want to get to because it was just fucking unbelievable, Um, and it really I think was was finally a bridge too far for people was. Uh, Hillary's fucking delusional, unhinged, you know, Adderall rail addled ramblings uh, where people just continue to stick a fucking microphone in her face. And she continues to, you know, scroll down her endless, you know, dot matrix uh, printer page list of people who are to blame for her election loss. Uh, And, you know, she decided to just uh, really just cavalierly imply that Tulsi Gabbard you know, a U.S. Congresswoman, press Democratic presidential candidate, and uh, two-term Iraq or uh, an Afghanistan veteran uh, is a uh, Russian asset and an, and 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 a being groomed by Vladimir Putin to run as a third-party candidate. Insane. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard's still in the military. She's she's still in the reserve and just recently had a deployment. Like so, the the idea. I mean, not not to root for the military but to to imply that a sitting u.s yeah it's just congresswoman it's, ha, is you know like to to question her allegiance to this country is is a trade she's accusing her of being a traitor which is a punishable yeah. by death offense like that's that just don't let's not get twisted it's how insane <laughs> and then and then of course the hillary apologist had had to come out and defend mother where yeah. you know now they're all saying oh will you you know if you're uh you, you don't have to know that you're a russian asset to be a russian asset it's like no, yeah, you do. That that word implies collaboration, not just that the well, Russians she, are trying, trying to, help to play you. it off. That's what she tried to play it off as. But I have the audio from that interview of her, and see if you think that she's implying that Tulsi is being groomed by the Russians, or if she's just being helped anonymously without her consent. Which also, by the way, she provides no proof of whatsoever, and just pulls out of her asshole. But here, here, I'll play the audio. Well, I think there's going to be two parts, and I think it's going to be the same as 2016. 
don't vote for the other guy. You don't like me? Don't vote for the other guy because the other guy's going to do X, Y, and Z. Or the other guy did such terrible things. And I'm going to show you in these, you know, flashing videos that appear and then disappear and they're on the dark web and nobody can find them. But you're going to see them and you're going to see that person doing these horrible things. They're also going to do third party again. And I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently <laughs> in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. Mm-hmm. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her mm-hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian right. uh, asset. Richard, yeah. yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. And so they know they can't win without a third party candidate. And so I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third party challenge in the key states that they most need. Where the stars and the stripes. Oh, what was that? Check, check. Oh, sorry. I, I, my mic was off. I thought you could hear me. Um, no, yeah, no. So that was at the end of the YouTube video. Some like Toby Keith shit, um, apparently. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I so, a little edit there. Uh, no, it's fine. So, but so she uh, implies it's 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 unreal to me. So she goes, well, I'm not. You know, I, obviously they have their eye on someone, and I think she is being groomed to run third party. And by groomed, you know, typically they mean, you know, <laughs> while in contact with this person. Uh, and then at the end, she's like, I don't, well, I don't know who it's going to be, you know, after she fucking smears Tulsi Gabbard and then says, well, Jill Stein, you know, was a Russian asset. Obviously, obviously still is you know. apparently. Still yeah, is, no. Even though she's not running for president. Like, so you know, just, I do. Just, just before we started recording, I saw a tweet from uh, Tim Poole, who. He's sort of a uh, right wing grifter, but you know he's not. He's not totally crazy, but uh, tweeted like out Andy that no, uh, pretends like he's not. But yeah, eh, he's not that bad. But he's still fucking. He's not, he's not quite as bad. Uh, yeah. New York Times just uh, retroactively edited their article talking about what Hillary said to not say that she claimed that uh, Russians were grooming Tulsi Gabbard. Now it just says that Republicans were grooming Tulsi Gabbard. So they know that this is like this is going to co- fucking haunt her. And they're trying to protect her, New York Times. But you know, but you know what's funny, and we know for a fact from the WikiLeaks that she does this. I guarantee you, Neera Tandon emailed the New York Times and said, "You better change that. That's not what she was saying. She was implying that the rush that the Republicans were grooming Tulsi Gabbard, and not that the Russians were grooming Tulsi Gabbard. So you need to fix that. You need to, you know, this is the same bullshit." that the Biden campaign is doing right now where they fucking bully the, the centrist media into, you know, giving them better coverage. And we know for a fact that Hillary's team would constantly like in your tandem used to email MSNBC. If they had people on that said Hillary, they, they, they scolded Aaron, Aaron Burnett for saying that Hillary might lose the election. Not that like she wanted her to lose the election or that, you know, what she literally said, Hey, you know, it's not as sewn up as she thinks it is. You know, it's possible that she could lose. Like there's a lot of factors at play. They literally scolded them for supposing that like, Hey, maybe you should, you know, try to win some votes. Like this isn't as sewn up as you think it is. Like these people are fucking narcissistic maniacs. 
They were the worst people in all of DC, which is a real fucking high no, bar. Nobody more so than Hillary herself. So yeah, the exactly. chance that she's going to run. So I mean, that's who it all. But see that when when we've been dealing with her fucking maniac, you know, bald headed Nosferatu looking fucking minions for the past two years since the election. Uh, they all sound unhinged and, and psychotic, but when you hear her, you realize they all get it from her. Like she's the worst of all of them. She's a fucking, she's worse than Alex Jones. Like she's fucking a lunatic. Like she, she's an unhinged lunatic who has nothing better to, she just sits there in her fucking bitter, you know, uh, pantsuit in her fucking mansion, just constantly trying to think up more people to fucking blame for her loss, which was, a thousand fucking million percent her fault. Uh, and, and like, she'll just never give it up and she'll so never let her, anyone else. I mean, I don't think she's dumb though. I mean, she says stuff that's just crazy, but there was a reason that she did this and it's not to, to boost Tulsi. Cause obviously Tulsi got a huge boost out of it because she came back fucking swinging. Uh, yeah, Cause the are hapless and they, 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 the, the warmongers. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was like, it was definitely to just be del- to, be divisive right because they you know tulsi supported bernie uh bernie supports tulsi to a large degree um and then this you know people were like well why doesn't bernie defend tulsi and i was kind of like well she doesn't need to be defended she can say her own things i mean if if, if people want to say something that's fine but you shouldn't demand that they speak out you know in her defense uh because that's just you know she's capable congresswoman on her own and she fucking <laughs> hit hillary in the face both barrels with her response and challenged her to run that was oh that was my favorite part was tulsi daring hillary clinton to jump in, into this race that was by far the best part of, of her response but you know but then immediately as soon as bernie uh did defend her um immediately everyone's like oh R- uh, russian asset bernie defending russian asset tulsi and people just ate it up. Yeah, which was which may have been actually Hillary's intention all along is to is to possibly find a subtle way. But but and Bernie did yeah, and Bernie did defend Tulsi. So, you know, and you know, they, they asked all these candidates and like Kamala Harris, of course, you know, has no spine whatsoever. So she kind of was like, Oh, no comment. <laughs> uh beto to his credit actually defended tulsi and said like look that's ridiculous even fucking biden defended tulsi you know you fucking went too far when joe biden will defend somebody over your fucking crazy you know lunatic alex jones ramblings well, I, yeah um, i mean that's kind of surprising because you know tulsi is a couple decades too old for joe biden <laughs> but tulsi was nice to joe on uh you know for some fucking weird reason so i guess maybe he felt bad but um, but but that but that's the whole point is that no the Clintons used to be able to speak and have everyone fucking bow the head bow you know bend the knee and bow their heads to them, um, and that was how they operated for years. They Hillary ran the the DNC with an iron fist in 2016, like she was literally extorting them, like by you know pumping cash into them and making sure that they couldn't operate without her. So now that she says things and that even like Democratic allies won't back her up, she's probably fuming like she's i'm sure she was fuming about the response uh, to this uh you oh, know i'm sure story. she was you know furious about aoc and ilhan endorsing bernie furious oh, that God, bernie yeah. was bouncing back uh, you know stronger than ever uh because you know she she clearly blames him for you know her campaign <laughs> and in some ways that is frankly absurd in other ways it is 
you know, I, I hope is very true that, that, you know, as much as we hate Trump, uh, there's not a day goes by that I am not completely glad that Hillary Clinton was not elected president. Yeah, no, I, I, I unbelieve. Yeah, it, it just I, I, you know, and again, Trump's fucking horrendous. But the one silver lining from all of this shit is that Hillary Clinton is never going to be president. And she's a fucking maniac who would have done probably more long term damage. Like Trump's going to do a lot of short term. Trump's the fucking bull in the China shop who's going to break shit. Hillary is like the termites in the walls that ruins the foundation. And then the house crumbles mm-hmm. like. Yeah, Trump's, uh, Trump's undoubtedly, shit. if if we'd elected Hillary Clinton, we would have had two successful CIA coups in Bolivia and Venezuela, if not other countries already. Hundred percent. Yep. Uh, who, who knows what would have gone on in Iran? Who knows what would be going on in Yemen? I'm sure we would be, you know, the Saudis. I'm sure we would be, we would still be uh, supporting them. We might like it, it's, and it's not to say that Trump's doing anything about this shit, but she would have done it and you know but made it worse and nobody would have fucking paid attention and noticed like she would have further expanded the surveillance state just like obama did she maybe would have further uh you know expanded the deportations because she's uh been super racist on on uh immigration in the past she's basically in line with trump she's called for border fences rather than border walls i mean you know pick your which is what trump is building anyway they're fucking fences they're fence posts yeah, if anything, the war on whistleblowers would be double what it is right now under Trump. Um, and just to yeah. reference also, uh, this week, Bernie also said if if he was president, uh, he would end the war on whistleblowers. Uh, Snowden would be free. Chelsea Manning would be free. Uh, Julian Assange would not be uh, going through a, a slow be execution to extradite him. Yeah. on his way to being extradited. Yeah, so good, good well, for and- Bernie. Specifically, he said he would not prosecute whistleblowers under the Espionage Act, which every whistleblower since Daniel Ellsberg back in 1973, you know, who leaked the Pentagon Papers, has been prosecuted under the uh, under the Espionage Act, which is it's preposterous on its face. It's it's a total misappropriation of that law. And that's Absolutely. not what the law was there for. Um, and, you know, so uh, so, you know, fucking that's such an incredible shift in in policy sure. well, um, and, and Snowden actually Act really was, was yeah, you know basically a, a, a re-upping of the sedition act which was basically a, a, a law they passed in world war one to quell dissent right so yeah. that if you were uh say uh, part of a labor union that went on strike in your you know factory made something for the war they could put you on trial for treason yeah well and and the and this and i've heard a lot of snowden lately because he was on he did rogan's podcast i actually just finished reading his book uh which was incredible highly recommend anybody but um he he made the point of like look at the espionage act was technically created to stop people literally selling state secrets to you know our foreign enemies during times of war like you know like it was to prevent people from basically selling, you know, the like did not that it was created at this point, but like it was created to prevent you from selling like military secrets to the Germans during World War II when we were, you know, uh, providing troops to the, to the to the European theater. And um, people who do that are treated the same as people who literally blow the whistle on crimes that our government is committing. Uh, and blow the whistle to expose those that they're treated with the same level 
of criminality. So like that's that's the preposterousness of using the Espionage Act to prosecute well, even then, whistleblowers. It was it was largely to incite fear uh and sure, yeah. whip up xenophobia during a time of war because obviously we didn't have any problem with companies like Coca-Cola and IBM doing business with our enemy, right? So yeah. the idea no, I mean, that, that, you know, an individual citizen doing the same thing that we allow corporations to do uh, is, you know, it's just, it was, it was disingenuous. It's, it's probably, there's probably been five cases in American history of an actual, you know, <laughs> warranted use of the Espionage Act. Oh, like yeah. actual and even, you know, with, with like the Rosenbergs, like they had basically no evidence. They had a napkin with a drawing on it and that was what they put them to death for. So yep. it just completely uh, misused from its inception for, you know, it's basically a tool of propaganda. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so Bernie said he would end that. So, which is, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton has uh, asked at slash joked slash maybe she wasn't joking uh, about droning Julian Assange. So I, you know, needless to say, that would not be, you know, a, a potential policy uh, under the Hillary Clinton administration. Uh, you know, no not way. prosecuting people under the Whistleblower Act, but uh, under the Espionage Act, rather. Uh, also, real quick, now that you reminded me of it, Bernie released his uh, plan for legalizing marijuana today at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Time, which was a real <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> touch. Bernie. Dank, I loved it. Extra dank extra. of Bernie. <laughs> but his plan was, was, of course, as usual with him, super detailed and excellent. Um, you know, not only legalizing Most it, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, legalizing it, obviously, uh, expunging records of, of people who have been jailed for nonviolent offenses and investing in communities that were disproportionately affected by uh, by these these drug arrests, you know, black and brown communities for the most part by investing in those communities, essentially providing reparations for people. Uh, or or Redford Asians, if you prefer, <laughs> for people for people, uh, which right. by I, the way, I thought I, it too. I thought it, <laughs> which I didn't understand. It. I I rewound it like three times. I was like, what did he say? Like, do you say Redford? Like, I, but then I got it. But um, you, watch, listen to our Watchmen cast later. But so um, so, yes, but which which is incredible. Um, and and you know, it's way farther than anyone else is going. And but. And again, it's not just going farther for the sake of going farther. It's going farther because country's really fucked up and we need serious structural change um, to the system in order to fix the decades of of uh, negligence and inaction by both parties. So he understands that fundamentally, and he's not willing to settle for the status quo, for a return to the status quo. So that's why it's so fucking essential that he keeps putting out these plans to combat this bullshit narrative that Elizabeth Warren has a plan for it. Elizabeth Warren can't even commit to the fucking healthcare plan that she co-sponsored with Bernie. So, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, it, it's preposterous, but Hey, Hey, you know. framework, framework here. The framework guys. It's like, it's like Sally Albright said, we shouldn't even be talking about policy in this election. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> come on guys. Has she, um, has Sally Albright announced who it is she's going to be working for this election cycle? No, yet? she said it'll surprise people. So I'm yeah, sure it's which people like, took as like a, a like a big like oh fuck, it's going to be Hillary. Hillary's going to be good. <laughs> it'll be Joe Walsh probably. Guys, don't don't don't, don't get your heads <laughs> too far. Don't, don't worry too much. Um, Joe Walsh from the Eagles? No, I'm just kidding. yeah yeah. Um, so uh, 
Oh, but real quick, I wanted to I wanted to read Tulsi's tweet because she responded to Hillary. Um, and you know, Tulsi for you know we we have good things to say about her. We have bad things to say about her, but nobody's gonna say she's gonna back down from a challenge. Like that's not something I would you know would put would uh, accuse Tulsi of. So. She tweeted out, uh, great, thank you, at Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know. It was always you, through proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's and, and this last sentence is not true, but it's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. So, you know, that was a pretty fucking <laughs> hardcore slam on Hillary. I mean, um, just the just the sh- the level of shit talk that is like this ain't about anybody else but you and me, girl. It was like she was reading off Daenerys's fucking like, you know, the, the queen of the Andals and the, the queen of warmongers, the embodiment of corruption, the personification of the rod, the Democrat Party. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, it's just it's it's weird because I like I at, at at best I find her to be inconsistent, which is still better than most people who are completely wrong on everything, right? Yeah, um, but I've just seen this like just really weird reaction from a lot of people that are are still mostly pro Bernie, but are really anti Tulsi for some reason, but seem to be giving a pass to Elizabeth Warren on all these things that they are holding Tulsi in contempt for. It's just like yeah. this weird schism yeah. people have. So. Like Israel. Like Elizabeth Warren's way worse than Tulsi on Israel. Like Tulsi is not going to do yeah. anything about Israel. Elizabeth Warren is like super deferential to Israel. So like guys, like yeah. if you're criticizing her for that, you should be looking at Elizabeth Warren with even more significant. Yeah. And, and, you, know? you know what? It's time to retire this this phrase, Assad apologist. Uh, well, that's, yeah, of course, preposterous. Half the things people claim that that guy's done are dubious at best, if not outright false. Uh, and there's, you know, and none of the things that are awful that he may have actually done are things that Tulsi has apologized for. So get that word out of your mouth, people. No, she doesn't even support the fucking guy. She met with him once because, you know, God forbid we meet with fucking people in other countries trying to do diplomacy. Like it, it's prepot. It's a preposterous smear, it's, you know. Syria is not an enemy of ours, right? I mean, no, I mean, what, exactly. What little of Syria Assad actually controls guess, are not our enemy. Say, <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised to know that, considering we bombed them into the fucking Stone Age, you know, dropped twenty thousand bombs on them in Obama's last year in office. But yeah, no, technically they're not our enemy. We're not at war with the Syrian government. We're at war with ISIS, technically, even though we've funded ISIS in Syria. To fight our uh, our CIA back troops in Syria have fought our fucking uh, you know FBI back troops in Syria. Like, did you did you ever hear that story where we literally had tr- troops funded by two different branches of the government, like fighting each other, like two different rebel groups? Like they realized uh, halfway through, it's it's fucking unbelievable it's the level of there. it's such a mess. So the the as we you know just suddenly knee jerk pulled all of our troops out of, mm-hmm. out of Syria, uh, not to bring them home, but to just allow Turkey to wage uh, genocide and ethnic cleansing, ethnic cleansing on the in, in northern yeah. Syria, also you know known as uh, Rojava. Uh, the the thinking amongst a bunch of leftists was that you know Russia might step in to help the Kurds. Right. And uh, Putin was supposed to meet with Erdogan this week uh, and they did. And they came to an agreement and Russia is now going to assist uh, Turkey in 
wiping out all the Kurds in the area. So they're now on the ground there to uh, enforce this buffer zone where they're going to push all the Kurds out. Yeah, just great job, everybody. Uh, by the way, and I, I just Googled because I couldn't think of the the what I was thinking of. So it's actually a story from the LA Times from 2016. In Syria, militias armed by the Pentagon fight those armed by the CIA. So they literally had two different fucking rebel groups clashing with each other and that we're we're, we're literally that, by the way that's our fucking tax dollars like that's our money is God going to fund fucking spider-man pointing at himself me <laughs> god jesus christ we really cannot fucking afford to not have Bernie Sanders as president like it's unbelievable and and again guys the, the, the reason this is so important and the reason that elizabeth warren is unacceptable as a second choice is because elizabeth warren is awful on foreign policy and every other democrat to some extent is really bad on foreign policy the only person who's actually looking to change the foreign po- policy orthodoxy right now is bernie sanders and this, and he's also probably the only one who has the uh authority to do that because he's been around long enough that he doesn't buy into the state department bullshit and he's not going to get in there and be tricked into continuing on with the the horrible status quo that we currently employ in the middle east and you know broadly around the world latin america obviously the global south like he's not going to be tricked into fucking uh, you know bombing eight countries because we're doing it to fight the terrorists he's like no we're fucking not show me show me which terrorists where Show me the number of civilians to the number of supposed ISIS and Al-Qaeda fighters you've killed. Like, show me on paper and show me why we're still in fucking Iraq 20 years later almost. Why are we still in Afghanistan 20 years later? Why are we in Germany 50 years later? Like, what the fuck? uh, You know, I'll always talk shit about Jimmy Carter and say he was a terrible president. By my metric, Jimmy Carter was the best president of my life. Uh, yeah, we didn't fire a fucking fire shot in, in in conflict during his yeah, presidency. We, people don't realize how close we were to a, a World War Three with Iran in 1979. Now, when you have uh, hundreds of Americans held hostage for months after months after months, and I guarantee Pentagon, State Department, CIA all wanted an open war with of Iran. Of course. And for Jimmy Carter to, you know... Be, resist that much pressure to to you know go in there guns blazing start dropping bombs you know uh i I can't imagine how stressful that was for him as president yeah and of course by the way the reagan administration uh before they even won the election uh illegally uh, went went to the iranians and said hey don't release the hostages until uh after the election and actually after the inauguration when once i get once i get inaugurated uh, and you know we'll 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 do some business uh, because the, the hostages could have been released under Carter's administration. He might have actually won the fucking election, but the Reagan administration actually convinced them not to release the hostages, and uh, they did do some business later because uh, you know people may remember a little thing called the Iran Contra scandal where we were basically funneling weapons and drugs uh, to these fucking rebel groups and con- you know the Contras who are wiping out <clears throat> the. Um, fucking uh, why am i blanking right now on their names the 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 uh fucking army that they're wiping out i can't the uh, uh whatever people know what i'm talking about but yeah so uh, again it's um just really 
It's imperative we elect Bernie Sanders. It's really fucking important that we get somebody in there who's not going to go along with the bullshit that we've been doing since World War II. I mean, it really has been the the norm since World War II. And Eisenhower, you know, fucking tried to warn us on his way out the door in 1950 or 51, whatever year he oh, left office. Yeah. I, I get tired of hearing that speech in every Michael Moore movie. But, yeah, it's important. It, but just, it, it, it's just so unprecedented because nobody's fucking level. dared to do that since then. Yeah, you know? on every level, uh, especially climate change. Um, we haven't really talked about that much in a couple episodes. But yeah. uh, L.A. is currently on fire again. Um, but yeah, we don't have time for half measures. Liz Warren is a half measure. I tweeted this out. I may have said this before on the show, but Elizabeth Warren is the bottle of your parents' vodka. You drink half of then refilled with water as a teenager, hoping they wouldn't notice. <laughs> and somebody, what are you talking somebody, about? I never did. Somebody, uh, someone, I, I posted a screenshot on, on Facebook and somebody had a great response. They were like, no, Liz Warren is your parents who didn't realize it. <laughs> like, that's good i yes, like that that is a good follow-up <laughs> anyway it's a good that's a good yes end but um yeah so <clears throat> um yeah i think that about does it for us this week we got to a lot of topics um yeah so uh if you want to support the show obviously the best way you can do that is to rate for you and subscribe on apple podcasts uh follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, we are on um, Patreon. If you want to support the show that way, patreon.com slash move left tiny URL.com slash move left merch. If you want to pick up any merch from the show, uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And as always, I'm on Twitter.com at smut collector. That's it. With an <laughs> ER, not an hour. <laughs> I got tired of saying it every week. And, <laughs> when people expect it now. That's like when you when you like half play a melody and don't finish it. It's like, uh, uh, oh come on! You well, um, you're hanging on that note, so yeah. <laughs> never know uh, what I'm gonna do each week on Move Left Idiots. Yeah, we'll see you next week.